You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. Let's take a look at the lines that can help win you some money. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, brought to you by Joe Stonecrab, located inside the Caesars Forum Shops on Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. And Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com does join us now on the phone lines to give us all the little money lines and, you know, tell you how to win a little bit of money this upcoming weekend. And, Lee, thanks so much for your time as always. We definitely appreciate you. We're already into week eight now of the NFL season. We saw it get underway on Thursday night football. The Bills, uh, they get the victory. It wasn't super impressive, but they get the victory over the Buccaneers. What do you think about Thursday night football? Kind of like we expected. I mean, a lot of times these Thursday night games, just it's tough. Mm-hmm. For players to play at a high level after playing on Sunday, and you don't want to lay close to double digits, even more than a than a touchdown these days in the NFL. I mean, except for a couple teams at the top, and even they've taken a tumble. Seven points, a lot to lay in an NFL game. So Buffalo came out with a win. Tampa Bay played hard, just not talented enough. No, no, they're not. And Baker Mayfield's done a pretty good job there in Tampa Bay. A little bit surprised at the success that uh, he's been able to have there. But now they've lost three in a row, so now they got to do a little bit of soul searching as uh, you know they're they're uh, they're figuring trying to figure out what's going on. And Buffalo's trying to continue to trend in the right direction as uh, they continue to navigate through this season. So Buffalo gets the win to start off Week Eight of the NFL uh, week, and of course the Week Eight will close out with the Raiders and the Detroit Lions. But in the meantime, in between time, let's go ahead and jump into some games. Let's go and look at the college uh, slated games. How about uh, Big 12 action? Oklahoma, the Sooners going up against Kansas. Oklahoma's minus nine versus the Jayhawks. Lee, uh, how do you see this game shaking out? So Oklahoma had covered every single game <laughs> until they hit the bye week and last week, um, tight game against UCF. So it wasn't like they played poorly, maybe a little sluggish, but they still outgained UCF takeaways. They, for the first time this year, they lost the takeaway battle, but they're still plus 10 in turnover ratio, which is very important in college football in the NFL. They've owned this Kansas team. They've, in fact, won 18 straight. All 18 wins have come by double digits. If Jalen Daniels, the quarterback for Kansas, was playing in this game, which he's not, I would take a look at Kansas. I, I think their offensive coordinator is incredible. But Jason being the backup quarterback, I would say he's, like, capable, but certainly not dynamic and able to carry a team. So that's a problem, and the defense, tons of weaknesses. In fact, last year, OU put up 701 yards of offense. I just think that this this defense here for Kansas has just too many holes, and Kansas 2-13 and 13 against the spread off a of bye, 10-21, against the spread as an underdog. Just don't have enough depth, enough talent here to play with the big boys. OU, 42-24. Boom, there it is right there. And Kansas is not as bad as they have been in years past, right? But, you know, they still aren't running with Oklahoma, especially this last year. The Oklahoma's going to be in the Big 12 right there. Oklahoma minus nine versus the Kansas Jayhawks. All right, sticking to college football, how about the Oregon Ducks going up against Utah? Utah has been a fun team to watch, even though they've dealt with a lot of injuries. They're still knocking off some big-time teams. Oregon is minus six and a half versus Utah. Lee, how do you see this one playing out? So, Kyle Whittingham, really good coach. I mean, he's been able to get by this year without his star quarterback, Cam Rising, and Brent Keithy, top tight end. In fact, they were playing games all year long. Like, you know, this might be the week. It's going to come back. 
And teams, I think, were preparing just in case. But uh, it's over. They shut both kids down. But the other two quarterbacks they've been using this year have done a good job here to keep them in it. And their defense, always top-notch here. Bo Nix. Bo Nix's story is fun to watch. He's exciting. Put up big numbers against nobody. But didn't do much against top-ranked teams at Auburn. And since he came over to the Oregon Ducks, He's faced ranked opponents three times, a big goose egg, 0-3. Exciting. The game against Washington was great. Uh, He made some big-time plays here, but uh, just not enough. So you give me Utah at home, almost a touchdown. Are you kidding me? I think they'll find a way. And also, don't forget, best special teams maybe in the country. I think Utah wins this game outright 24-23 over Oregon. Man, I'm right there with you. I really am. I'm so impressed with what Utah's been able to do. And as you mentioned, navigating without their quarterback and, I mean, just getting it done. And, uh, yeah, you're playing there, too. Yeah, they are a tough out. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. I know my guy Eddie's not going to be happy because he's, well, a proud Oregon alum, and he's not going to want to hear that. But... You know, hey, we got to keep it real. We got to keep it a buck when you're trying to win a buck, right? <laughs> That's what you're doing. Yep, sure, for sure. Oregon Ducks minus six and a half versus Utah. Again, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Unnecessary roughness. Let's turn our attention to the NFL. How about the San Francisco 49ers and the Cincinnati Bengals? Brock Purdy is in the concussion protocol. San Francisco's minus two and a half versus Cincinnati. How do you see this one playing out? All right, so Cincinnati, last couple of years, they've been right there on the doorstep. I mean, I love Joe Burrow, but uh, they just have no running game. And you got to have some type of balance here. You saw with the Rams, once they lost their running back, throwing the football instead of 40 to 45% of the time, 60, 65% of the time, what happens? I mean, Joe Mixon runs hard. That offensive line just does not open up holes. He's getting beaten down here. They just have no explosiveness. You end up with a lot of third and six, third and seven, third and tens. You're in trouble here against San Francisco. San Francisco, last couple weeks, just didn't bring it, uh, didn't bring their A game like they did against Dallas, but they're back home where they've won and covered 10 of the last 11. In fact, even with two losses, they're 13 and five against the spread the last 18 games. I think their defense is top notch here, even though Sam Darnold will probably get the start here instead of Brock Purdy. I don't think there's any drop off. The line will probably move, but Sam Darnold, uh, and this is a system offense here. So they have enough weapons here. They'll have Christian McCaffrey. They'll have Kittle, who looks like he's playing at a high level here. I expect the defense to play well. Special teams come back and, and play where they were right before these two losses here. So Cincinnati has some great players, but uh, going on the road cross country, not going to happen here. Sometimes you got to lay it if you want to play it. San Francisco, 26-16 over the Bengals. Boom, that would snap their uh, two-game losing streak that they have going on right now. And I'll tell you, man, if they were to drop three in a row, there would be a little bit of panic, I think, there in San Francisco oh, yeah. as uh, Seattle. They're continuing to just continue to play and be quietly uh, winning games. So uh, there you go, San Francisco minus two and a half versus Cincinnati Bengals. Again, we're talking with Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio. 920. Well, Lee, it's come to that time. We've got to close out week eight. And how is week eight going to get closed out? Monday night football, the Lions and the Raiders. The Lions are minus eight versus the Raiders. I'm not feeling good about this game, Lee. Uh, how do you see this one shake it out on Monday night? Yeah, I mean, both teams. I mean, laid a stink bomb. Detroit 
first seven drives, four punts, an interception, two turnovers. Um, lone bright spot was Amon St. Brown, 13 receptions, 102 yards here. But uh, Raiders, 4-0 and on the road here on Monday Night Football. I think they're going to come to play. I saw them play in person last Sunday when they went to Chicago. No motion. It was like they were going through like a the scrimmage before you start uh, the preseason. So I, I think they'll be up for Monday night football. Detroit is very good. Uh, but Jimmy G is the difference here. The Raiders manages 235 yards in that game. I think they're going to get Josh Jacobs going here against Detroit. You got to do some different things. You know, you got to, you got to maybe do some screen plays early in the game here where you get some open field here. Uh, I think they tried maybe too hard to get the ball to Adams. Uh, spray the ball around. They were doing it later in the game here. So that's what I would do. Show a couple plays you haven't shown. Uh, go 3-4 receiver set here on first down. Maybe try some quick hitters right up the middle. So um, Detroit, you know, you string the play along. They've got a ton of speed. Uh, they really pursue well, maybe even a reverse. So uh, you got to play. you got nothing to lose in this game. I think Detroit wins the game here 28-24, but I'm taking the Las Vegas Raiders plus uh, the more than touchdown. I think it's way too much on Monday night. Boom, there it is right there. Yeah, it's a lot of points right there. Again, uh, Lions minus eight. Uh, But, hey, you know, if the Raiders could come back and bounce back and play a lot better and show some emotion uh, as opposed to what you saw on Sunday against Chicago, then I think that that would be definitely a step in the right direction. Who knows? Maybe you flat out find a way to win that one. But uh, Lee Sterling rolling with uh, the Raiders. Take the points. Lions will probably win the game, but keep it close. So there you go. Lions minus eight versus the Raiders. I like it. All right, there you go. A little surprise, a little bit of surprise on that mm-hmm. breakdown there but i'll take it lee great stuff as always it's a great time of year the nba is going on the world series is going on uh got college football nfl action everything that you can imagine nhl is back if anyone wants to reach out to you get some more information from you what do they need to do well it's that rare two-week window where all four sports are going on we're winning in all four sports especially football 61 38 and two on the year uh, so I, I, I'm going to do this, and we've never done it before. Normally a one-day all-access pass, uh, if you want three or four sports, is 77 or $97. I'm going to give you all four sports, college football tonight. That's right, college football. We've got NHL. We've got basketball and World Series action. All four sports, seven selections, just $17. That's right. You heard me correct. $17 for seven selections. One place. Hop on it now. Games are starting soon. ParamountSports.com. That's a hell of a deal right there. I like it. Good stuff. Really great deal. Uh, check out ParamountSports.com. Of course, check out Lee on Twitter at Paramount Sports. Well, Lee, fantastic stuff as always, my man. Definitely appreciate your breakdowns each and every week. Enjoy all the action from today throughout the whole course of the weekend. We look forward to talking to you next week. Sounds good, Q. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And action is going on right now at Buffalo Wild Wings. Mentioned the World Series. It's about to uh, be a first pitch coming up in a little bit. There's got some uh, NBA action. The Golden Knights, who have not lost yet in this young season, right now knotted up at 2, uh, 13-35 left to go in the second period. Uh, they're t- taking on the Chicago Blackhawks right now. So there's all kind of action here on the TVs at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wallapai and Flamingo is the location. Come on by. We've got a few more items that you can get hooked up with 
here on our, our table. My man William is standing by. He's got a T-shirt. He's got some of these bottle caps, or bottle openers, I should say, for your bottle caps, plus the cups, the koozies, and a whole lot more going to get you hooked up with. I did want to go over real quick couple little notes and we have tyler dragon from nfl.com or not nfl.com from usa today uh, always talking about my man nick shook from nfl.com getting my national guys confused but uh don't want to do that tyler dragon for usa today sports will join us at 4 30 to talk all things nfl wanted to go over a couple little notes and nuggets here uh that i have about the raiders and what's coming up a couple players that could stand out and how about Jacoby Myers? I feel like he's been on this little rundown each and every week. Is Jacoby Myers, Devontae Adams, and Max Crosby. That's who I got little nuggets on here. Uh, so check this out. With Jacoby Myers, with one receiving touchdown, Myers would become one of just 14 players in Raiders history. The first is 2017, which was Michael Crabtree with six, to record six-plus receiving touchdowns in his first seven games of a single season. Again, one of just 14 players in Raiders history. Raiders have been around for 60-something years, right? 60 years at least. That's, pre- that's pretty awesome. And Jacoby Myers, I think, I think he's been a really good addition to this Raiders team. I know the offense hasn't clicked like it's supposed to, but, man, Jacoby Myers has been a great compliment to Devontae Adams in a major way, and you see how he continues to thrive. And even got a touchdown last week, and I know it was in garbage time, but he was able to pick up a touchdown. He's just one of those guys that uh, any quarterback who's out there feels very comfortable throwing him the ball. How about Devontae Adams? With four catches, Adams would pass Andre Johnson, 818, for the 10th most receptions in NFL history among players in their first 10 NFL seasons. With four catches, Adams would also become just the fifth player in Raider history. Uh, the first is 2020, Darren Waller, with 50, to record 50-plus receptions in his first eight games of a single season. So a couple little nuggets, a couple little uh, milestones that Devontae Adams could pass with four catches on Monday versus the Detroit Lions. And then Max Crosby, who continues to just knock down milestone after milestone after milestone with the half a sack. Crosby become the 13th player in NFL history since 82 to record seven-plus sacks in each of his first five NFL seasons. With one tackle for loss, Crosby would become the seventh player in the NFL since 99 to record at least 10 tackles for loss in each of the first five seasons of his career. And, again, Max Crosby, a guy that they drafted in the fourth round, a guy that they didn't know what he was going to be, has just continued to shine and continue to get better and better and better and continue to grind. And uh, Raider Nation has got to be very proud to have a guy like Mad Max Crosby on that defensive side of the ball. You hope that you can get a couple more guys with that kind of effort and attitude that he has, the kind that just has the will to continue to get better and better and better and grind in the offseason, grind in the regular season, and just, again, just get better and better. That's who Mad Max Crosby is. And I'm telling you, it's a pleasure to just be able to cover that guy, let alone watch him go out there and perform each and every week. Let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our good friend, Hardcore Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Thank you. Happy Friday. How you doing, brother? I'm blessed. How are you? Uh, pretty good. Hey, I want to give uh, you know some respect. I never bet against the Raiders. Uh, I probably should because every time I bet they're going to win, I always lose. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, Lee Sterling called it last week, you know, talking about Brian Hoyer. He was starting that uh, he was going to go against the Raiders. So, um, you know, a lot of people, we were thinking Hoyer could win that game. I, I kind of was too, but he called it right. So I want to give him some respect. I didn't bet it. I won't bet against the Raiders, but um, yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there. And then uh, I heard you flexing yesterday, you know, from the Bay, doing, doing your flex town action. So, uh, you know, I wanted to ask you a question, man. Is this is this the flex game? You know, Raiders got six primetime games this year. This is number three. And as a 6-11 and 11 team or whatever, you know, like I, yeah. I don't feel we were deserving of six primetime games. I know they're probably trying to showcase 
our stadium somewhat for the Super Bowl coming uh, down line this year for us but um, in our stadium. So my question to you is, man, is like, if we don't win this game, dude, are we, are we going to start seeing the Raiders get flexed out of the rest of our primetime games? I think we got like three more. And uh, I'm curious on your opinion on that, man. Hopefully uh, Raiders get it done, though. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Good call, my man. Appreciate you. And, yeah, there's a real possibility, right? And that's, that's something It's funny that you mentioned that. I was uh, talking to the producers at ESPN uh, where I do my night show. We were just talking about that last night only because the Raiders have a Thursday night game coming up and so and it's a home game right and so I've already told them that I'm not going to be able to be on the air that night I'll be at Allegiant Stadium and they keep telling me oh don't worry that one's going to get flexed so to your point yeah I mean there's a good chance if they're not a a team that's worth the salt then yeah they could easily be uh flexed out and you know they it's funny it was it was kind of a a perfect storm you're right a 6 and 11 team don't don't deserve to have as many primetime games as they do but it was really you look at the opponents that they're playing Right, the Steelers was Sunday night football, so they 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 were blessed to have that one at their place. Monday night football was the Green Bay Packers. That's a you know that's another historic matchup. So and they hosted that one, so they are blessed to have that one. The Lions came into this season with a lot of expectations, so you know they're in that primetime game. That Thursday one that I'm talking about, that's against the Chargers. Who knows, you know? And, and look, the Chargers have to do their part too, right? It's not just on the Raiders. If the Chargers keep taking L's and they keep losing. And by the way, they were currently behind the Raiders in the standings. If they keep taking L's and the Raiders are struggling too, I could easily see that being flexed out. Like, yeah, going to get rid of that one because neither one of the teams are, are worth the salt. Now, when it comes to Raider home games, I don't think – I really, and that's a Raider home game, by the way, that Thursday night game. I really – I think that they would flex it only at the last second, only if it was like a, a, just a really bad game because I know how much the NFL wants to be in Vegas. Like, they love being in Vegas. There's no doubt that as much as they might have pushed back on it and papooed on it back in the day and, you know, wouldn't even talk to, to people from Vegas. And this is way before I ever got here. They wouldn't even talk to people. I remember uh, my guy Doug, he used to go to the Super Bowls and be on Radio Row and they'd say, hey, wh- where's your affiliation? Oh, from ESPN Las Vegas. Next question, please. And they move on. They wouldn't even let them ask questions because they were the, you know, they were the, 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 the ugly stepchild, right? Oh, you can't, be, can't have any – Vegas association here. No, no, we don't do that. Now they're in bed with Vegas. Like, they're, they're openly, you know, they're, oh, they're walking down the strip like, yes, we're the NFL and we are here. Yeah, that might be our mistress, but I don't care. <laughs> they ain't even trying. They don't care if the cheaters' cameras are behind them. They don't care, right? They are, they are all the way in. So, you know, I don't, I don't think that they're going to easily flex the Raiders out of a home game just because how much they love being here, but I could see an away game for sure, especially if the team's not worth the salt. But, yeah, I think, you know, they got to handle their business, right, as they should. You know, I mean, I get excited to see the Raiders on primetime action, but, I mean, I had people telling me uh, over the weekend, like, why are the Raiders going to be on Monday Night Football? Really? They had to put them on Monday Night Football? I mean, like, that's, that's just the national perspective. We'll, we'll actually get – that's a great question. We'll actually get Tyler Dragon's thoughts coming up at 4.30 uh, when he talks as he joins us to talk all things NFL and, you know, goes around the league. So it's a really good question. I do think it's a possibility. But if they handle their business, then they don't have to worry about it. It's just that simple. Going to the uh, don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. This was from the 707. The Raiders traded up in the second round for a tight end that they barely used, and they needed offensive line and defensive back help. Spent a third-round pick on a wide receiver that nobody had as a third-rounder and spent a fourth-round pick on a quarterback that apparently had no intention of using this season. I just don't get it. That's from the 707. And, look, the tight end that they got, and Michael Mayer, that was the dude that many thought were going to be a first-round pick. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick. They thought about trading up to the back end of the first round. 
to go get him. And the, the price of doing business was too much, so they didn't. And they traded up in the second round to get him. And I thought that was a hell of a move. And I do think that they're going to use him. You've seen him the last few weeks outside of last week against Chicago. You've seen his, his, his usage increase. The thing is, is that's not an easy position to all of a sudden be a tight end and just, just figure it out and thrive. And they need him to block as well. So he's got to continue to work on his blocking. I think Michael Mayer is going to be really good. Is he going to be as, as athletic as Darren Waller? And No, he's not going to be that guy. But I do believe he's going to provide a lot. Uh, in this Raiders offense. But, again, the most of the moves, and this is probably what most people don't want to hear, most of the moves that they've made have not just been for this year's success. They've, they've gone and got guys, no matter who it is, a Trey Tucker that you're talking about, a Jacorian Bennett, uh, you know, Aiden O'Connell, uh, Michael Mayer. They're getting these guys and drafting these guys not just for this year to be successful, but for the long term. They're trying to build a team where they have a lot of young talent that's all coming together at the same time. So, again, it's not anything that anyone wants to hear, but it's the reality of it. It's just what they're trying to do. Big Dub Raider said, uh, as he's here at Buffalo Wild Wings, said, Ari must be a wizard. He had no clue I was here. Go Raiders. That's a good one. That's going back to the, the song that he dropped and uh, the whole softball reference, and he's here to play softball, and that was my softball song. So, yeah, I don't know. Ari's got to get out of my head or figure out something. I don't know. I got to look around the house now, man. Like, or maybe I need to stop talking near my phone, right? What we always say, like, Big Brother's <laughs> listening. I don't know. Every once in a while I start talking, also oh. my phone's like, I didn't hear that. What did you say? <laughs> it's like, I didn't say nothing to you, Jack. <laughs> That'd be messing me up, man. We love our hey, technology, man. but it's like, wait a minute. How much do we love our technology? <laughs> I was told to pay attention. Right. Well, you, hey, you did. No, you did a great job. <laughs> Sir Whiskey Ray said uh, on the dobebroke.com text line, happy Friday, gentlemen. Normally I'd give my keys to the game, but since I was completely wrong last week versus the Bears, all I'm going to say is just win, baby. Enough of this soft stuff. I want my Raiders to come out victorious on national TV come Monday night. I want to see four quarters of smash, smash mouth football. And I'll say this, Q, I think Jimmy G will get this win for us. I want to see rookie wide receiver Trey Tucker more on the field. I think this kid can help us with his speed. On another note, glad my Lakers pulled out the dub last night and KD and the Suns uh, did not. Uh, LeBron still has it. AD played big with 30 points. Thanks as always, gentlemen. I have a Great upcoming week, or yeah, I have a great upcoming weekend, Sir Whiskey Ray, and there's no doubt he always has a great upcoming weekend. What's up, brother? Doing all right? Appreciate you. Yes, sir. So yeah, Sir Whiskey Ray, he uh, he's always having a big weekend. I'm not mad at him at all. Go out there and have your fun. And yeah, the Lakers, they did pull out that. I couldn't believe it. I was watching that game. I was monitoring that game last night while I was on the air, and it was the fourth quarter. And I think the Lakers had like 18 points in that quarter, and the Suns had three. And I was like, what in the hell is going on? Three? You only got three points? You can't get to the rim and get fouled and at least go to the free throw line? I know KD was the, the only cat out there playing, right? I mean, he had 39 points on the night, I believe, or something, or 33 points, whatever the case was. He was the only one out there. There was no, there was no book. There was, you know, a couple guys were missing. But, man, that was bad. And then I think the Suns ended up ultimately in the end of the, the game uh, with 11 points in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, the Lakers found a way to pull it off. LeBron found a way to play the whole fourth quarter, even though, you know, he's on a minute restriction. And they're going to make sure that they take care of his body. And they're like, man, blank that. I'm going to go out there and let this dude ball. And so uh, Coach Ham, he kind of negotiated it where, you know, he could take some extra timeouts here and there and, and, and try to limit him. But then when it was go time, it was LeBron time. And so I, I was pretty impressed by that win. It's early in the season. You know, they're 1-1 one one on the year. But having the NBA back is really cool. And, I'm with you too, Trey. I'd like to see Trey Tucker out there on the field more just because he has that speed. I think that speed is something that definitely, definitely needs to be seen. So thank you so much for that. I do appreciate you. Again, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings, Wallapai, and Flamingo, and we just got a couple little prizes left. Not much left. 
Got a couple uh, cups, a couple koozies, a couple bottle openers, and they're not the football ones. There's one football one left, I think. Let me check. Oh, yeah, there's one football one left, and there's a couple tickets to, to UNLV left. So uh, you better get them while they're hot. They're going to be one of these days you're going to see this thing on, like, eBay or something, even if eBay is still a thing. Be like, man, that's that exclusive. That's that, that's that thing that Q was talking about that nobody was listening to at the point. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, you want to get it while you can. Got my man all day, Ra Raider A's in the building. He came all the way from Florida. He's here chilling. He got his family. He got his daughter celebrating her birthday. She's still celebrating. She's been celebrating her birthday for like eight days now. She's been celebrating her birthday forever. She's going to keep spending his money. That's all she's going to keep doing. She's like, yeah, you know, it's still my birthday. Girl, that was a month ago. <laughs> it's all good. Hey, look, if you can get away with it, get away with it, right? That's what I'm talking about. By the way, my birthday is next month, just saying. I'm going to ride the whole month out, too. I sure am. My birthday is in November, but I guarantee you I'll be talking about it in January. So <laughs> it is all good. That is what we do. Coming up next, Tyler Dragon, USA Today Sports. He'll join the show. What's up? You want what, Ari? Okay, man, I was about to say, man, don't you trying to whisper sweet nothings in my ear. What do you want me to give away, man? Tell me what you want me to give away. All right, it's Fan Friday, Fan Day Friday. Oh, yeah, why didn't you tell me? Oh, yeah, you're right. I never mentioned it. Not once. Well, tell them what they get, man. Go on, tell them what <laughs> tell it is. Tell them people what they get. All right. Uh, hang on. Just let me grab this here. The winner gets two tickets. Uh, this is for today right now. You win this. Uh, two tickets to Marriage Can Be Murder Dinner Show at okay. the Orleans, and that qualifies you to win two tickets to the Raiders versus the Giants, 11-5 right here in Vegas. Boom. See, there it is. Thanks that's, to Boyd Gaming. See, that's thanks to Boyd Gaming. That's right around uh, my birthday as well. So for my oh, birthday, I'm giving go. out something to hook you up. So you want to go to that November 5th game, uh, the Giants and the Raiders. We're going to get you in to win that because of Boyd Gaming. So right now, Ari, you're giving us what? A couple pairs of tickets to Two marriage? tickets to Marriage Can Be Murder okay. at, <laughs> at no, the dinner right. show. <laughs> Should I just leave it at that? <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, thanks to uh, yeah, Boyd Gaming, the official local casino partner of the Raiders. And we will announce the winner for that Monday the 30th. But right Boom. now, caller 9 will get you the uh, two tickets. There it is. And thanks to, thanks to Ari for remembering that because I would have let that slide on by. But 702-365-9200, uh, call number 9 is what we're looking for on Red Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread, loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people, so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas-area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Bucks face fourth down and ten. A snap, a good one. Baker Mayfield dropping, looking, throwing toward the end zone. Looping try. Is it caught? Is it caught? Is it caught? Yes, touchdown Tampa Bay. Mike Evans says, throw me the ball, and I can make a play. He does. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. That was the heck of a catch right there from Mike Evans, man. He had a heck of a catch. Baker Mayfield to Evans' little bounce off the defender and into his hands into the end zone and Mike Evans is that guy this is unnecessary roughness on Radio 920 my man Ari he's on the wheels of steel back in the Finley Cadillac performance studio I'm at Buffalo Wild Wings and I'll say this Ari I thought for a minute when I heard oh I thought you were getting ready to get into some MC Hammer even though I knew better I thought you were about to take me back to uh, to the bay and give me some MC Hammer but like I said 
I knew better, knew that that was not what that was going to be, a little Big Sean action there for you coming back. But join us now on the phone lines, a man who, well, he knows all the music. He knows what he's talking about all the time. It's my guy Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports. And, Tyler, thanks so much for your time. We appreciate you as always. Week 8 got underway last night. The Bills topped the Buccaneers, and we were just talking about that, uh, that Baker Mayfield to Mike Evans play. How stinking good is Mike Evans, and do you expect him to still be a Tampa Bay Buccaneer once Tuesday passes? <laughs> it's funny you ask because Mike Evans is actually on my fantasy football team, so he had a quiet game up until the fourth quarter, and then, of course, he caught that long touchdown pass and then had another uh, catch real late in the game. But, yeah, uh, he's easily the Bucks' best receiver. Uh, he's been the number one wideout in Tampa Bay for a while now. Now, I don't see the Bucks trading him at the trade deadline. However, I do believe that this is going to be his last year in Tampa Bay. You look at the way Mike Evans' career has unfolded, and he's now a veteran receiver, a Super Bowl champion, we all know. The Bucks they're closer to rebuilding than they are being a perennial playoff team and a Super Bowl contender. And I think at this point in Mike Evans' career, he wants to play for a contender and have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. And this offseason, he's going to realize that uh, in, into fruition, and I do believe that he's going to end up playing elsewhere. What have you thought about Baker Mayfield? I know that the Buccaneers have lost three games in a row, but he's played better than I expected him to play. Is he a guy that they could potentially keep around Tampa Bay, maybe on a two-year type Daniel Jones deal or even like a Jimmy G type deal? Yeah, I, I can certainly see uh, that happening. He, he has played better than expected. Now, is he the long-term answer in Tampa Bay? No. Uh, but is he a bridge quarterback that you can win games with? And you, Can he be that game manager type? Yes, he's proven that over the course of his career. Now, Tampa Bay, they're still in it. Uh, they're, luckily, they play in the NFC South, and <laughs> NFC South doesn't really have a whole lot of good football teams and uh, great quarterbacks in their division. Yes, you have a Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, but he's still a rookie going through rookie growing pains. You would probably have to say Derek Carr maybe is the best quarterback in that division, and then it might be Baker Mayfield right after that. So as long as he takes care of the football, he gives Tampa Bay the best opportunity right now to win the NFC South, and I can see them uh, signing him to another contract that this offseason says stay in Tampa Bay. Yeah, like I said, I was surprised after, you know, him leaving Cleveland, going to Carolina and bombed out there and he didn't stick in L.A. I was like, okay, it's not going to be a big deal there in Tampa Bay. But he's been okay. Like I said, Tampa Bay's lost three in a row now, but he has not been the reason. He's been a pretty good quarterback for them moving forward. Again, Tyler Dragon is our guest here from USA Today Sports on Radio Nation Radio 920. On the other side of things, the Buffalo Bills, they get the victory. And, Tyler, it looked like they should have dominated that game. It looked like they should have blown out the Buccaneers. And instead, they were one – um, completed Hail Mary away from losing, and it should have probably been completed. What have you? What is your overall thoughts on the Buffalo Bills and where they stand right now? So going into the season, I've always said that the Buffalo Bills, they're too dependent on Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, and that is still the case. Now, ironically, last night against the Bucks, they weren't that dependent on Diggs, and Josh Allen had a, a Good game, but it wasn't a Pro Bowl level type, you know, takeover the game that Josh, we're accustomed to Josh Allen having. So, yes, 
they did not beat the Bucks by two scores, three scores, when they pretty much uh, controlled the entire game. But I like overall how they uh, played. When I uh, their defensive side of the football, they got after Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield was under the rest the whole time, so the Bills' defensive line, uh, they had their um, the Bucks' offensive line. You know, they pretty much dominated up front, and then Josh Allen was spreading the ball around. There was multiple receivers with over four receptions, so that tells me that he is trusting those other players outside of Stephon Diggs, and that's going to bode well for Buffalo in the long haul. And as long as that defense continues to get after the quarterback, they came into week eight as the number two uh, team as far as the uh, amount of sacks that they get. If they keep continuing to get after the quarterback, they're going to be in game. And next week, week nine against the Cincinnati Bengals, that's going to say a lot about where this Buffalo Bills team is right now because we all know the Bengals beat them badly last postseason. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Do you think that they're a team that could make a play to bring somebody in, maybe a Derrick Henry, maybe another weapon across from Stephon Diggs? Do you think that they're players at the trade deadline? They need to. (laughs) (laughs) Derrick Henry will be a dream scenario, it seems like, forever since the Bills have had a standout running back in the backfield. Uh, Quite honestly, I don't see Derrick Henry going to Buffalo. I know that's been a rumor floating around. Uh, there's teams like the Ravens that uh, could be interested in Derrick Henry. If the Titans make him available, um, I see him maybe going to the Ravens, but I don't see it happening in a Buffalo, far for Buffalo Bills fan. So with that being said, Tyler, how active do you think that the trade deadline will be since it's coming up on Tuesday? It's going to be active. Um, I, I don't think uh, a whole lot of big names will be on the move, but they're going to, there are a lot of sellers right now uh, in the NFL, primarily uh, the Tennessee Titans. When you look at uh, their football team, maybe the Indianapolis Colts want to shed some players. The, the Raiders over there <laughs> might want to shed uh, some salary. Uh, the Denver Broncos are another team uh, in the AFC West that – could uh, end up offloading uh, some talented players. So it's going to be interesting to see where teams think that they are at um, after this weekend. And there's going to be some movement at the trade deadline. You know, you mentioned uh, the Tennessee Titans, and they've already made a trade with uh, Bayard going over to Philadelphia. But this week, Tannehill's already been rolled, uh, ruled out against the Falcons, so Malik Willis and Will Levis are supposed to get some burns, uh, according to the head coach. Uh, what do you expect to see from those two guys in particular at the quarterback position? Well, uh, I think Will Levis is going to get the nod to start because we've already seen Malik Willis and the Titans want to see what – um, Levis can do as a starting quarterback. Willis, he's still up now. This can be the same for uh, Levis, but Willis, when he has got an opportunity, he's still a little bit raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game seems a little bit fast for him, and that change that could change with repetition. Now, the Titans haven't seen Will Levis in live game, regular season type action, so it's going to be a good opportunity for them to see how he handles the NFL environment and the speed of the game as a rookie quarterback. 
Yeah, I, I want to see how that shakes out. Obviously, he was part of a, a big-time conversation uh, when the draft was coming around about who should you take first, you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, and we end up seeing Will Levis go uh, much later than a lot of people anticipated. Again, Tyler Dragon, USA Today Sports is our guest here on Red Nation Radio 920. The San Francisco 49ers, they've lost two games in a row. Brock Purdy's in concussion protocol. Some people believe he's going to play this weekend. I am not one of those people. Nobody that's been in the concussion protocol has actually played the next week so far this year. But what do you think Sam Darnold brings to the table? And if they lose this game to Cincinnati on Sunday, are they in some trouble being losers of three in a row? So something tells me that Brock Purdy is going to play. Really? Kyle Shanahan ruled him uh, questionable. The 49ers ruled Brock Purdy questionable as, as long and uh, Trent Williams. So he still has a chance to play. He has one more uh, step to pass concussion protocol. But in case it, for, for this question, if it is Sam Darnold, I don't think the 49ers lose too much because Sam Darnold, he can be a game manager and he can spread the football out and take care of uh, take care of the football if he gets protection. Now, that's a big if. When he was with the Jets, he mm-hmm. was terrible. Now, when he was with the Panthers last season, he was a little bit better. He had a little bit more protection. He was a little bit a better quarterback. He learned from his mistakes in New York. So I do believe under Kyle Shanahan's West Coast system that Sam Darnold can be a productive-type quarterback. They don't need him to do too much. Give the ball to Christian McCaffrey, pass it to George Kittle with accuracy. Ayuk <laughs> uh, is there. Debo Samuels won't be there. But as long as he just takes care of the football and be a game manager, I think he'll be fine. But something tells me that Brock Purdy is going to play on Sunday. Yeah, I want to go there because that caught my attention. What what tells you? What what has your uh, your radar up that he's going to play on Sunday? Well, Kyle Shanahan said at his press conference on Friday that Brock Purdy only has one more step to pass concussion protocol, and he Mm. can pass that step as soon as Saturday. The game we all know is on Sunday, and he practiced yesterday and he practiced today. So that's telling me things are trending in the right direction. And there have been players that have um, played um, advanced pass concussion protocol within the week. Now, it hasn't been a lot this season, but there have been scenarios where players have played the following week. Hmm. Now, when it cut, Brock Purdy's situation is a little bit different. He reported concussion symptoms on Tuesday after the 49ers uh, Monday night game. And those symptoms were, I've heard that they were not too bad, but they were mild symptoms. And then Wednesday he got better. He did not practice. And Thursday, he obviously improved enough to practice on limited pace. Friday, he practiced again. So I do think things are trending in the right direction, and Brock Purdy will be in the lineup on Sunday. Wow, that's uh, that's an interesting nugget right there, and that's why we have you on to drop that knowledge right there. Tyler Dragon, USA Today Sports, with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The play that he got injured on was, well, the, the 49ers trying to duplicate the, the brotherly shove that the Philadelphia Eagles do. Is that is that the play that, or is that the one right there, the hit, the injury that may get that play uh, taken out of the game? I don't think the play is going to get taken out of the game because there's, there's a lot of question if it was that uh, quarterback sneak when when he got hurt. But the Eagles do it all the time, and yep. you don't see Jalen Hurts uh, having concussion issues. Yes, Jalen Hurts is 
dealing with a knee injury, but he hasn't got hurt in that play. And the Eagles are pretty much the only team that does the brotherly shove or the tush-push or whatever you want to call it <laughs> at a successful rate. We've seen teams across the National Football League, whether it's AFC or NFC, try it, and they've been unsuccessful. So why outlaw it if only one team is successful at it? Are you just punishing the Eagles because they do a play better than anybody else and they get one to two yards yep. each time they do it, I think that's sort of unfair because it's not an unstoppable play because we've seen other teams try it and be stopped. Yeah, no, I'm with you, and I don't think that they should get rid of it either, but all these teams are crying about it, and, and I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> hey, if you, you don't like it, stop it. Stop it. And they're right. just – the Eagles have mastered it. Between Jason Kelsey, Jalen Hurts, and everybody that they got cooking for them, uh, they've, they've got it down to a science where every other team is looking like, wait a minute, hold on. We may be able to do that too. And, well, you don't do it like they do it. Well, Tyler, we'll close out with this. This weekend the Jets and the Giants square up, and the Jets look pretty good, right? They look pretty good compared to what everyone thought when Aaron Rodgers went down after four snaps. Uh, are you surprised that they're still in the thick of things? And what do you think about this game, Jets and Giants? I'm pleasantly surprised, but I'm not surprised at their defense. Uh, what surprises me is Jack Wilson has played better than expected. I thought the Jets' season was over as soon as Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Mm-hmm. But they are still in the thick of things in the AFC. Now, when I look at the Giants, they're the pretty much the opposite. Daniel Jones is out again this week. You have Tyrod Taylor. He's a serviceable-type quarterback, but their offense leaves a lot to be desired. Similar to the Jets, however, the Giants' defense is not that good at all. And then when I look at their division as well, when you have the Eagles, when you have the Cowboys, they're really falling by the wayside in that division. And then the Jets, yes, you still have the Dolphins, you still have the Bills, but that defense travels, and we've seen that with that defense and their ability to take uh, uh, calls, takeaways, they're opportunistic, they have a chance each and every week to win. Yeah, they do. They do. It's it's been it's been fun to watch them and just see how that they've been na- able to navigate. And Zach Wilson is uh, is been like you said a pleasant surprise that he's been good enough. He's not great, but he's been good enough to help them get it done. And so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, by no means do I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back this year, like he somewhat hinted at. I just don't see that happening. But again, I think that the Jets have done a really good job. Is there a game that you're going to be at this weekend? You know I'm based in L.A., so I'll be at the Sunday night game, uh, Chargers and Chicago Bears. It should be an interesting contest. Bears won last week. They had a good win, <laughs> and the Chargers on a two-game losing streak. If they don't win soon, then there might be some uh, a lot of changes going on in Charger land. Yeah, you don't have to remind me about that Bears game. I know about the, the game that they won last week. That was a game, Tyler. There was no reason why the Bears won that game. There's no reason why the Raiders went into Soldier Field and played the way that they did. That I guess that kind of just proves that in the NFL, it's any given Sunday, anything could happen. You've got to always bring your game. If not, a team like the Bears can jump up and bite you. Hey, maybe the Raiders will surprise everybody and win on Monday night. Right. Now there's that part. They always play up <laughs> or down to their competition, as you know. So there you go. What are you working on? What are you writing that we should uh, be on the lookout for? Yeah, I'll have a column uh, coming after the game on uh, Sunday, whether it's on the Bears side or the Chargers side. So keep it locked on usatoday.com for my column that will be published on Sunday night. Boom. There it is. You know we will, man. Thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games. And we'll be talking soon. All right. Talk to you soon.
All right, my man, there he goes. Tyler Dragon, USA Today Sports, at the Tyler Dragon on Twitter. Does a fantastic job and with us here on Red Nation Radio 920. Let's go ahead and run it back one more time. Let's give out some more uh, winning. Uh, Ari, help us out. Assist us one more time. What are we giving out one more time? And a uh, shout-out to Mike, who won the older one. I don't okay, know. let's do it again. I want to do it again. Again. I, I, I should have done more earlier in the show, but I was giving stuff away here at Buffalo Wild Wings. So let's go ahead and give some more That's stuff out now. That's what we do. That's what we do. Winner gets yep. two tickets to Marriage Can Be Murder Dinner <laughs> Show, which is hard to say without laughing, at the Orleans and qualifies to win two tickets to the Raiders versus the Giants, 11-5 at Allegiant. Thanks to Boyd Gaming, the official local casino partner of the Raiders. And that winner will be announced on the 30th. But right now, caller number nine, you get the two tickets to Marriage Can Be Murder Dinner Show at the Orleans. Every time you say Stop that. Stop laughing. Yeah, I know. Every <laughs> time you say that, someone's going to laugh. And I guarantee someone's driving right now and started laughing and probably looked over in the car. You know, like their, their, their significant other is sitting next to them. They probably looked over and they caught them laughing like, what are you laughing at? <laughs> right, oh, yeah. no, no, no. I'm just was, kidding. I just thought of something that happened at work, honey. It had nothing to do with that just dude just said on the radio. How much I love you. <laughs> So there you go. There Call it is. Nine. Call number nine right now. 702-365-9200. is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings with Red Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness. Live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. Shout out to Chuck. Chuck got hooked up. He was calling number nine. Got hooked up with some, uh, some pleasantries. Say today. it. No, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to laugh. I don't want to make anyone else laugh. But shout out to Boyd Gaming. More importantly, <laughs> more importantly, uh, Boyd Gaming, the the proud uh, casino partner of the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, is is giving Chuck and also Mike an opportunity to go to the Raider game versus the Giants on November fifth. That's the most important part. If <laughs> if I laugh, it <laughs> if I say what else they won, I'm gonna laugh, and I don't want to laugh. By the way, the wife's here. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Trying to set me up for failure. I'm laughing now. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Trying to set me up for failure. I'll laugh for you. Yeah, there you go. We've had a good time here, though, at Buffalo Wild Wings, uh, Wallapai and Flamingo. We're here, and we we'll go to a different one each and every Friday. It's a lot of fun to hang out and meet and greet with uh, folks that are in town for whatever reason, uh, if it's a Raider game or if it's just come to visit or, you know, like Big Dub Raider who came to play in a softball tournament that I wish I was playing into. That's <laughs> just going to say. Uh, but, no, it's, it's always great, so it's, it's – it's, uh, you know, it's, it's always a good time to have a good time heading into the weekend the right way on a Friday, and it's a lot of great action going on. Of course, the World Series uh, is up on the TV screens right here, and there's a lot of football action going on. There's some college football action going on on these TV screens, and, uh, of course, the Vegas Golden Knights are in action. So that's the awesome thing about it. It's, there's so many different TVs. There's not a bad seat in the house. You can check out everything, everything at the same time. And I've always – that's one of the dreams, Ari. It's one of the dreams is to have, like, multiple TVs and Studio Q at the house, which I do not have. Ooh. But that would be great just to be able to check out, like, five or six different games or events at the same time. It would be awesome. That's, that's the goal. Life goals. Ooh, yeah. That's hmm. life goals. I got one up here. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting there. You're getting close. You're getting close. But the thing is, see, the problem is here it's, it's awesome because they have multiple boxes. Yeah, everything's that's... plugged in. Like, at the house, with the cable boxes that we have, they're, like, they're, they're wireless, and so you're dependent on Wi-Fi, so all of a sudden they start freezing up. Seems like a big uh, big ordeal. Like I It's know. an awesome thing, but it seems like I'm a lot of, a lot of work. Complaining about cable. Ah, no, no complaints. <laughs> Shocking, right? Great. Shocking. Uh, got a text from Robin Oakland on the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. He said, the taste from Saturday is lingering, but I remember a game in 97 when Joe Bugle was the coach. The 6-0 and Donkeys came to the call stand to play uh, at a 2-4 and four Raiders. 
that Donkey team went on to win the Super Bowl. It took 227 rushing yards by Napoleon Kaufman, and Jeff George only threw the ball 12 times for nine completions, with important completions to Timmy and Jet, but the game was won with a ton of big explosive plays and timely defensive stops. Who can step up to make the big plays for us on Monday? That's Rob in Oakland, and I remember that game. I was at that game. I was sitting in Mount Davis for that game. I remember it like it was yesterday. And, uh, man, Napoleon Kaufman was my guy. Nap, number 26, had his jersey. Man, that was my dude. And he went the blank off. And it was awesome to see. That made that made Raider fans for life that day. I remember I had a bunch of uh, friends that were there at the game that weren't Raider fans that became Raider fans immediately after that game. Rob, great one. And I don't know who's going to step up. I don't know who's going to step up, but someone definitely needs to step out. That's a great, great way to close out the show on this Friday. Thanks so much for that, Rob. I appreciate you. Thanks so much, Raider Nation. We'll be back on Monday, 12 to 3, leading you in to Raider football with Raider Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.